0: This is too big to fail. This is just an insane situation. This is now. There's about 70 plus trillion out there in credit default swaps held by roughly 17 banks, and we do not know where the bottom is. How much are you guys thinking? At least five. I think six. Bill, I frankly think Harry and Charlie are low. I think we're talking seven, eight. Hundred billion? Selling this to Congress is the problem. They're going to want to know where the money's going. They'll jawbone this to death. Scare them. How? Tell them the truth. The government's got to restore confidence. If we don't stop the bleeding, in three days, half the banks in this room are out of business. In five days, we're all gone. You men realize what you've done here? You are asking for the biggest bailout in the history of this country. You're talking
2: nationalization, Breton. Socialism. I have fought it all my life.
0: And if we don't get it, Bill, it won't be any history. Music stops. Ball's over.
2: buddy this is Ed Hoffman and welcome to the main event open up a clip from uh Wall Street two money never, never sleeps it's a, it's a scene with with uh, all the big uh heads of all the big uh uh bankers and uh and stock traders uh in with uh Hank paulson uh not officially Hank Paulson in the movie but it's uh representing what was going on in two thousand eight and uh when they when they said, "Hey, we need to bail out. We need to bail out the banks," and the and the shock of have, of the government having to come up with or the taxpayer fund having to come up with eight hundred billion dollars, and socialize and nationalize the banking system, and today today eight hundred billion dollars, we spend it like it's uh, like it's uh, you know a tip at at the bar it's uh it's nothing, hey, you know what hey, uh, should we get two big Macs or one big Mac? Eh, don't know if I can eat two, but it's only two bucks so or two bucks or three bucks, or however much big Mac is these days, um, so you just, hey, buy an extra i'd rather I'd rather have extra and throw it away than uh, not have enough and be hungry, so uh you know, and that's that we don't even think twice about it, but if you think about it by the end of this show, you will realize that Biden has proposed spending programs of 10 trillion dollars in four months being in office let's see january february march april may so it's not even for in less than four months 10 trillion dollars it took obama it took obama uh eight years to throw us 10 trillion dollars farther into debt biden's just giving it away like he doesn't care hey i'm gonna be out of here and i'm gonna be dead here in a couple of years and uh don't matter. So uh, hey, good luck, everybody. I'll make sure that my kids have enough money to to survive, no matter what happens. But it's gonna get ugly. That song was Cheryl uh, Crow. Every day's a winding road because every day something's different. You know, it's uh, today. It's don't get high. Everybody gets high. Everybody gets low. Hey, just get uh just day to day. One day, hey, you gotta wear a mask. One day, you don't have to. We'll talk about that in just a second. But before I go on, let me introduce myself to, for those of you that don't don't know me, maybe this is your first time in the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and you need financing, and you need to talk to someone who's, who uh, thinks like you, and if you make it to the end of the show without getting mad, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One more time, day or night, toll-free, area code 855-2020 six, four, zero, 2020. If you want to get some information, but you don't want to talk on the phone because it's so personal, or maybe you're at work and you don't want your friends to hear your personal stuff. Uh, go to ed e d h o f f m a n E D H O F F M A N.net. Click on the summit funding logo, and that'll take you to my lending page. You can put in as much information as you want me to have. Tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear back from myself or, uh, one of my talented teammates and we'll help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. Um, if there's anything that you uh, want repeated on the show or you missed part of it or you want to share it with somebody, you can also get the uh, podcast on edhoffman.net. Just click on the podcast page. You'll find this show as well as several past shows. You can also get the podcast on SoundCloud or or uh, iTunes slash uh, Apple Podcasts where you, can, uh, where you can actually subscribe, download, and it'll download for free once a week. I we, uh, we, uh, record on Friday morning, so Friday afternoon it uploads, and sometime before Friday evening um, it will download into your, into your computer, your iPhone, your iWatch, your iPad, your, I, your mini pad, your maxi pad, your, your iPod, anything you can get podcasts on, um, and uh, you can listen on demand. Um, follow the show on social media. Uh, Facebook, Facebook.com slash the main event is the show page. Um follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman and follow me on uh Parler and uh Parler and Cloud Hub and Gab I'm at big Ed Hoffman. Um I go through phases where I post post a lot, and sometimes I go through other phases where I don't post a lot just because of my moods and some of the things I see on social media are kind of kind of uh mood changing. So uh so you'll, you'll, you'll see times when I'm, when I'm more active than I'm not, uh, and then other times, uh, and if you want to leave a comment on the show, email me at ed, email me ed at ed All right. So, and for and for those of you that don't know how to spell ed, it's ed. There's no two d's. I have some renters that write me checks to edd Hoffman. All right apparently they didn't go to uh, the same school i went to um, or you can fill out the contract form the contact form at uh, at dot um if you, wanna, if you want to if you want to fill in put in comments that way so anyway let's talk about what's going on this week um, once again israel's at war with the palestinians and terror groups have that represent them uh things that things that took a dramatic turn on monday when a powerful terror group hamas and a lesser known group Uh, Palestine Islamic Jihad fired rockets towards Jerusalem, as always claiming they are defending their part of the Gaza Strip against Israeli aggression. Seems like it goes on forever here. You know what it seems like uh, when they talk about Israeli aggression, uh, there's a uh, Dennis Prager, uh, Prager University video out there that says, if the Palestinians laid down their guns, there'd be peace on the Gaza Strip forever. But if the Israelis laid down their guns, they'd all be dead. So there's a little difference in uh you no know, Israeli aggression. I just Israeli is is uh is uh is defensive aggression. You know, it's it's in response to aggression. In turn, Israel struck uh struck six hundred Amas and Palestinian Palestinian Islamic jihad targets, killing more than thirty militants, which seems like a low number for uh, 600 six hundred six hundred strikes. Uh, they only get 30 militants, but we don't know what the truth is, and the death toll continues to climb on both sides, and over 200 have been wounded. And, of course, uh, they keep uh, putting out the, the propaganda about how, how they we're killing, that Israel, Israel's killing innocent people and children and all that stuff. We don't know what's true there. We don't know what's true. What does the U.S. have to do with, with any of this? Let's ask Mark Levin.
1: Donald Trump was the biggest defender of Israel in the history of the Israeli state. Obama and Biden were the worst, the worst allies that Israel ever had, and they sided frequently with Israel's enemies. In fact, they cut off the supply of arms to Israel when Israel was under attack at one point. They gave the most heinous speech on their way out against the state of Israel, and they treated the prime minister like crap. Donald Trump changed all that in September. Just seven or eight short months ago, peace was breaking out. Peace deals were being signed. On the South Lawn of the White House, Israel was on the precipice of having a peace agreement with Saudi Arabia. Now look, now look, Biden comes in and he has surrounded himself with more Israel haters than there are fans in Yankee Stadium. And what do they decide to do? Immediately give hundreds of millions of dollars to the Palestinians, which Trump had cut off because they wouldn't commit to not using the money for terrorism. What else do they do? They're looking to fund and support the Iranian regime, which is trying to have long-distance missiles with nuclear warheads that can not only hit Israel, but the United States. While our enemies see this, Joe Biden is the greatest president, not for our allies, but for our enemies. Yeah, and uh,
2: this this is... Uh, I i made some suggestion to my sister on a on a text last week about everything that's going wrong. And it's, Hey, you know, are you proud of this? Israel's almost at full scale war and this is going on. That's going on. And uh, she says, well, none of this has anything to do with Biden. Really? I said, you think this stuff just is just happening. And she went on to, she sent me some article from some uh, liberal paper about uh, the history of all this stuff. But you know, this, this just doesn't, this, this whole thing is not just about the Israelis and the Palestinians. Let's hear some more from
1: Mark Levin. Hamas sees it. Islamic Jihad sees it. The Palestinian terrorists see it. That's why they're doing what they're doing. The communist Chinese see it. They thumb their nose at Biden. Putin sees it. They all see it. It's much more dangerous world as a result of of uh, Biden being in the Oval Office. He is absolutely pathetic.
2: Yeah, I sent uh, I sent a copy of that whole video, which is about six minutes long. And Mark Levin was on fire. I was listening to uh, to him on the, on XM radio on the way home one day. And I said, I got to tape this. And I went back and, and found it on the DVR. And uh, I sent the whole video to my sister and said, Hey, watch this and tell me what you disagree with. And I got no, no response. You know, uh, she was in a battle of wits unarmed. So anyway, uh, let's talk about unemployment. It's been a week since the dismal April jobs report was released, showing that only 266,000 jobs were created in the month of April. Compare that to 770,000 770, jobs in March before Joe Biden announced more unemployment benefits in his so-called American Families Plan. Biden remains in denial that these numbers are connected to his repeated attempts to disincentivize people to work. He's also getting mad at those of us who see what's happening.
0: I know there's been a lot of discussion since Friday that people are being paid to stay home rather than go to work. Well, we don't see much evidence of that. That is a major factor. We, we don't see that, that. Look, it's easy to say the, the line has been because of the generous unemployment benefits that it's a major factor in labor shortages. Americans want to work. Americans want to work.
2: Yeah, well, you know, you see uh, they don't see much evidence that the unemployment benefits are. I've been talking about it for a month. Every week someone's someone's telling me, hey, we can't hire anybody because they won't come to work because you realize that uh, I think in I think in California the maximum unemployment benefit is about uh three hundred and fifty dollars a week or something like that, plus add the three hundred dollars a week that is uh that the the families the families American families plan adds that's six hundred and fifty dollars a week. Take home compared to uh you know, minimum wage or even $20 an hour, you don't take home that much because you pay taxes on it. So how many people, how many, how many of you out there know someone who, uh, who owns a company trying to hire people that's having a problem? Everybody, everybody in every business, it's all, it's all a job shortage. Uh, it's all, a, it's not a job shortage. It's a, it's an employee shortage. And it's not because we don't have uh, people to employ. It's because they won't come to work. So and you also you also heard him say, well, you know, that's a that's a that's a major factor. You know, the unemployment thing, it's a major factor. He made to say he meant to say that's not a major factor. And then he switched up. And so anyway, if you didn't catch that, you can rewind it here again. But don't worry, because Biden's got a plan and force the unemployment benefit that already existed before he was president. What a concept.
0: We're going to make it clear that anyone collecting unemployment. Who is offered a suitable job must take the job or lose their unemployment benefits. There are a few COVID 19 related exceptions so that people aren't forced to choose between their basic safety and a paycheck, but otherwise, that's the law. I think the people who claim Americans won't work, even if they find a good and fair opportunity, underestimate the American people. So we'll insist that the law is followed with respect to benefits but we're not going to turn our backs on our fellow americans
2: yeah well what's a, what's the definition of a good and fair opportunity well it's not good and fair because i'm not taking home as much money as on on unemployment and how do you enforce the uh the thing where hey if you're offered a job you lose your unemployment benefits if you don't take it because i think that's how it's been since i was a kid you know you get you're on unemployment you have to go in like you go in and apply for it for the unemployment, you have your initial interview. And then about every six weeks, you have to go in and give them a list of places that you've applied for and to make sure that they know you're looking for a job. Of course, uh, if somebody offers you a job, you never bring in the card of that company. You just give them the list of people that didn't give you a job offer. And they say, okay, no problem. What it needs to be, what it needs to be, if he wants to to go back to this, is say, hey, if you offered somebody a job and they turned it down, you put them into the computer here so we can we can take off their their unemployment benefits. But the Democrats aren't going to do that because they really have no interest in in actually making things right. So two other Democrats have their own theories on the uh, of denial. First, Biden's secretary of commerce, Gina Raimondo.
0: This unemployment insurance has been a lifeline, a survival you know, lifeline for so many Americans. The number one reason now that people aren't going back to work, fear, or they can't find childcare, or schools are still closed. So right now, we don't think that's the
3: reason people aren't able to go back to work.
2: Well, you know, unemployment insurance has been a lifeline for people. I wouldn't have guessed that because uh, typically jobs are a lifeline. Um, I don't know. It makes me think of a clip from a movie, The Great Debaters.
1: The only real unemployment relief is to give a man a job. But to do that, you have to give the economy life, not tax it to death.
2: Well, there's some wisdom coming from a uh, high school debate team from the 1930s. I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe this is a new concept for Joe, because uh, that was probably when he was a baby. Um, so uh, maybe before he was a baby. Um, but, you know, they say, hey, the reason that people are, are uh, that they're, they're, the real unemployment problem is, is fear or lack of childcare. Well, I got an idea. Why don't you guys open the schools? Because if you follow the science, the kids aren't in danger of getting COVID. So there should be no no reason. And if the teachers are scared, tough. Tell them to wear a mask and stand behind a uh, a plexiglass thing while the kids come to school and and learn. And don't make the kids wear a mask. And then, of course, the other thing is fear. They're fear. They don't want to go back to work because they're they're in fear for their for their lives to get to get sick. Maybe you should stop putting that fear in them. You realize that COVID was just a big experiment to see how gullible the American people are. Let's see if we just release this little strain of the flu and which is a bad strain of the flu. And let's scare the people and tell them how many people are dying when they're really dying of other things. And let's, uh, and let, instead of just telling them the truth, Hey, there's a really bad strain of the flu this year. You guys should consider if you're, if you're, if you're older, if you've got a a compromised immune system under these conditions, you should probably stay away from crowds and let the economy still go. Hard to believe, hard to believe. We had a, you know, and what the guy in the Great Debater said, hey, you know, you know, you got to give the economy life, not tax it to death. Well, what is Joe Biden doing? He's paying people to stay home, and he's taxing all, he's taxing, taxing to death, the economy, all the people that, all the people that are productive. He's going to raise taxes on them to pay for the unemployment benefits instead of letting them make some money so they can expand their business and and give out jobs. I don't know. It just seems like—is that that trickle down economics thing? Is that that trickle down economics thing that has been tried and failed for years? We're gonna build the. We're gonna build the 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 economy from the bottom up. Now we're gonna do that from the bottom up. We're gonna have kids start having their parents. We're gonna have uh. We're gonna have employer. Uh, we're gonna have. We're gonna give employee paychecks before they get their job, and then they're gonna create the jobs and their employers. I don't know if this seems uh, not logical to you, then uh, maybe you're up. Maybe you're on to something. Majority leader Chuck Schumer has his theory, and it's
1: a doozy. When you study it, uh, there are many, many reasons that there is a shortage of workers. Some of it is because Trump cut off immigration so severely. We have half the number of immigrants that came in.
2: Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um we we don't have enough illegal aliens here, so that's why we don't have enough people to fill the jobs. Funny how we had enough people to uh, we had enough people to take care of all the job openings uh, before COVID and, and before we start paying people to stay home. I don't know. Maybe I'm just looking at through uh, through rose colored glasses. I don't know. But uh, unemployment is isn't America's only economic problem this week. On Monday, a ransomware cyber attack was committed against the Colonial Pipeline, the largest pipeline in the United States. The attack was carried out by a criminal hacker group called Darkside. They're believed to be Russian. By the way, hmm, I thought Russia could only hurt us if Trump was president. And how do we know they're Russian? Or is that just the Democrats' uh, talking points? The Colonial Pipeline supplies gasoline and jet fuel to much of the South and East Coast. The attack disabled the computer systems that control the fuel production in 10 states from Texas to the Northeast. The gas shortages led to a panic at the pump in these, sta- in these states. Four, four states declared a gas shortage emergency, Georgia, North Carolina, Virginia, and Florida. And at, at least 1,000 gas stations ran out of gas completely. How did the new energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, handle this? Granholm happens to own stock in Proterra, an electric vehicle company that Biden took a tour of, Recently, of course, virtual tour. Uh, he off- she she offered no solutions for the gas shortage. Instead, she said this.
3: Yeah, I mean, we obviously are all in on making sure that we meet the president's goals of getting to 100 percent clean electricity by 2035, and uh, net zero carbon emissions by 2050. And um, you know, if you drive an electric car, this would not be affecting you clearly.
2: Yeah, if you're uh, if you're driving an electric car, but but does that solve the problem? Does that really solve the problem? because what if they hit our electrical grid and uh, and of course, does net car net zero carbon emissions does that really is that really going to do it by getting uh gas cars off the road number one it's going to take years but um, but even then, if you look at look at the studies, the amount of carbon emissions creating the the electric cars and the lithium batteries that power them. Uh, is more than what it, what it puts, it, it makes, it makes the, the difference in carbon emissions between driving a, uh, internal combustion engine and electric car. It takes, it takes a couple of years, a couple of years and I think, uh, like 25 or 30,000 miles before it starts to equal each other and the, and the footprint, the, the amount of carbon emissions net to the environment is really not as significant as, as anybody makes it out to be. Plus, uh, you know, if you don't want to have to uh, stop for gas and have it take 45 minutes as opposed to, hey, five minutes, fill up my big tank on my truck or, uh, you know, uh, three minutes to fill up my Corvette. As opposed to having to stop and hook up your Lexus for 45 minutes before you can go again. uh, I think uh, I think that's a lifestyle change for most people. And did the administration offer any help to Colonial? No. Instead, the White House put one of Biden's newly established czars at the podium, the Deputy National Security Advisor for Cyber and Emerging Technologies, Ann Neuberger. Here's how that went.
0: So, first, we recognize that victims of cyber attacks often face a very difficult situation. And they have to just balance often the cost benefit when they have no choice with regard to paying a ransom. Colonial is a private company and will defer um, information regarding their decision on paying a ransom to them.
1: Did you, would the, the administration offer any advice on whether or not to
0: pay a ransom? So typically that is a private sector decision, and the administration has not offered further advice at this time. Given the rise in ransomware, that is one area we're definitely looking at now to say what should be the government's approach to ransomware actors and to ransoms overall.
2: So 10 states in the United States were out of gas. And what did the administration do? Did they step in to help? You know, you, you think they... They step in to help when it affects the, the public, uh, the best public interest. No, that's a private private company. We're not going to, but but we're looking into it. Hey, I got a lot more to say on this before we go on to the next subject. But I'm out of time for part one of the main event. Stay tuned for five minutes of traffic, weather, commercials, and sports, and I'll be back with a lot more of the main event. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment... Welcome back to the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. I don't typically spend a bunch of time on my radio show talking about real estate or financing uh, because not as fun as talking about what's going on in the in the world. But in the meanwhile, while the while the every day being a winding road, uh, if you happen to have a own real estate and need financing for it or need to consider refinancing or if you've got more life left in you then you have uh, then you have money and and you're in your senior years over 62 and you're thinking about you know how could you improve it could I use some of my home equity and you want to talk about a, a reverse mortgage call me toll free 855-640-2020 that's 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net click on the Summit Funding logo remember if you have uh if you have a uh, comments on the show to uh, send me an email at ed at ed Um, so we were talking about the, uh, the cyber attack against the colonial pipeline before we, uh, before we broke, broke for the commercials. And, uh, we we're talking about how, uh, how the, uh, Jennifer Granholm, um, the, uh, energy secretary, uh, decided if everybody just had electric cars, this wouldn't be a problem. And, uh, then the, the, um, Deputy National Security Advisor for Cyber and Emerging Technologies Ann Newberger said uh, you know we're not we're not stepping in to help we're not stepping in to help because uh, Colonial is a private company but we're looking into it um you know Colonial ended up paying the paying the ransom Thursday of 5 million dollars they got no help from the white house so what choice did they have great message to send all the foreign cyber criminals looking to take us down no but how much how much 5 million dollars if it's for the best best interest of the public why wouldn't they step in 5 million dollars think about uh what trump did in uh how much money did he give to the big drug companies to big pharma to uh create operation warp speed which got you guys the uh the uh, vaccine in 9 months instead of 5 years well that was 10 billion dollars 10 billion dollars did anybody did anybody gripe about uh uh us us spending 10 billion of taxpayer money to get that out? I don't think so. But five million dollars, which is one half of one percent of that, to to make sure that there's fuel for 10 states, which is 20% of the entire country. Uh nah, it's a private, it's private. We don't, we don't want to step in. We don't want to actually come in. I thought that's how I thought that's what the government does. You know, we we run a we run a free country and we run uh, free market capitalism and uh, the the country, the the government comes in to protect us from foreign enemies and to enforce the laws and to step in when they're needed to help the public. That's why we pay taxes. So, hey, make sure the military is funded. Make sure the police are funded. Make sure that the fire department's there in case there is a fire that affects one home, well, you know, it's a private homeowner. It's their house burning down. Yeah, well, there's a house next to it, though. And there's a house next to that. So you guys ever, has anybody ever stopped and thought about, why do we pay taxes? What's the point of this? What is the point of the whole thing? Hey, you live here. You need to pay your, pay your share for for the benefits of, of living here. And one of those benefits is, is uh, law and order. One of those benefits is, hey, when you're in trouble, somebody comes to the rescue. And one of those benefits is uh, when when somebody, when somebody attacks our, uh, our flow of, of, of oil or gas so we can fuel our cars or, you know, the, if they hit the electrical grid so we can turn on our lights, turn on our air conditioners, keep our refrigerators on to keep our food good, they step in for the greater good. So I don't know how much do we, how much should we give out a uh, one 1100 million, 1100 million, 400 million, 400 million, 400 million to get Bo Bergdahl back. Remember Bo Bergdahl his, they got him back from the, uh, from the, from the, uh, from the Muslims that kid that kidnapped him when he was in Afghanistan and uh, uh, walked away from his, uh, from his unit in the army or was it a Marines? But whatever the case was, and his dad, his dad came on at uh, the press conference and spoke, Muslim, spoke uh, Arabic to him. Eh, I don't know. I think this guy was a, uh, a traitor, and we gave $400 million for that, but $5 million to keep the, the oil flowing so people have gas at the pumps. Nah, that's a private company. You don't do anything like that, especially when the Secretary of Energy has, has a, you know owned stock in, the, in Proterra Electric Vehicle Company. I don't know. Do you see a problem here? It's called priorities. You know, uh what if what if Colonial just said no? Hey, we're not paying it, we don't have the money, we're not making we're not making that much profit, we're not giving you the five million. There'd be no gas still, which there probably is no gas still, but in a few days there will be. So what if they just said no? The government wouldn't step in. Biden and his crew don't have enough brains, they don't have they don't have, you know, if if uh, if brains were, were dynamite, they wouldn't have enough to blow their nose. Anyway, having paid the ransom, Colonial was able to resume operations Thursday morning. Biden did a press conference to announce the progress.
0: As of yesterday evening, Colonial has begun restarting the flow of refined products in their pipeline. This morning, Colonial reported that fuel is beginning to flow to a majority of the markets that they service. And they should be reaching full operational capacity as we speak. But I want to be clear. We'll not feel the effects uh, at the pump immediately. This is not like flicking on a light switch. This pipeline is 5,500 miles long. It had never been fully shut down its entire history. And so, uh, so fully and we have to now they have to safely and fully return to normal operations uh, and it's going to take some time, and there may be some hip, hip, hiccups like I just had along the way here.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe they're gonna there. There might be some <laughs> hiccups like I just had. You know what? First of all, here's some things that I see a problem with. That number one, this is not going to be. This is not going to be restored back right away. Well, maybe if you guys would have would have actually made a made a move reacted actually got involved instead of waiting a week for a colonial to realize that they're between a rock and a hard place they don't have any choice and let them bail you up their money instead of if you would have thought about what the public interest is, maybe you would have got involved maybe there wouldn't have been they wouldn't have gotten to the point where gas stations were running out of gas and there's a there's a gas shortage emergency in four states maybe maybe if you had some priorities, maybe if you thought about it. If you thought about it, you guys could have actually reacted. And, you know, this this pipeline is 5,600 miles long. Hmm. I thought from coast to coast it's 3,000 miles. Like from California to New York is about 3,000 miles. I think it's 2,500 to 3,000. I think about the pipeline from New York up to the northeast looks about the distance from my house to my house in Montana, which is 1,100 miles. So, you know, hey, it might have a total of 5,600 miles Total between twists and turns, and some of it goes this way and some of it goes that way. But 5,600 miles, I don't think he clearly understands what he's talking about. But that's not new. Then there's inflation. On Wednesday, the Labor Department said consumer prices surged 4.2% in April. That's the highest rate of inflation in 13 years. Meanwhile, the Biden continues to push for another $4 trillion in spending. Hmm. How's $4 trillion in spending going to change the inflation numbers, maybe uh, people go back to work and uh, things don't have to drive up in prices, but let me, let let me give you a little perspective here. So when the labor department, when the labor department comes up with uh, the consumer price index, and when you start seeing uh, what people are paying um, they, they use a 12, 12 month, 12 month average. And they take, so when they add may, they take off April from, or they take off may from last year when they add uh, June, they'll take off June from last year. So when they take the total. This time last year we had negative inflation. So as we take off those negative inflations that make the 12 month average low, and we add and we add on a, a a positive on the other end for May, June, and July, we're gonna see something that looks like it's higher than it is. Not to not to uh not to diminish things, but nobody takes into account how they figure these things. And that's and that so we knew for three months or the numbers are gonna be high. And of course, when it goes down, Biden's going to say, hey, look, after after July, when the when we're going against positive figures last year and adding positive figures this year, then uh, and it goes down, Biden's going to take a victory lap and say his uh, policies are working. They're not. But you see the the price is going up because people aren't working and everything costs more because we have a shortage of supply of things. That's the reason. That's the reason. But he wants to spend another four trillion, which is the reason I mentioned Ten trillion dollars in four months because he had three uh, almost two trillion dollar uh, uh, bills. And now he wants to add another four trillion after meeting with Biden on Wednesday to discuss the insanity minority leader Kevin McCarthy addressed the reporters outside the White House.
1: Those numbers we heard today on inflation, that should terrify every American. Because it's not a question of whether there's going to be a tax increase. You just had the biggest tax increase you've had in more than 10 years, and it hit you already. And stop this inflation. And part of what Congress has recently done by spending those trillions of dollars, propel inflation even greater, make people's money worth less. Those are the things I want to discuss and correct and also the border. Yeah. All right, last question.
2: And, you know, when you talk about uh, tax increases and tax and, and uh, tax relief, let me, uh, let me point out, when Biden does something stupid like close the XL pipeline and put out big unemployment benefits, how did the taxes go? Well, he didn't increase taxes. Yeah, he increased the price of gas, and everybody's using gas. And he increased the price of everything else, and, and that's affecting everybody. And you say, well, when Trump cuts the taxes, he only cut it for the rich people. Yeah, but that the cutting it for the rich people created uh, more investment in their businesses, which created more jobs, which gave the the poor people places to work. And that's how it benefited them. It's trickle down, folks. It's not it's not bottom up. So pay attention. It's not just about it's not just about what you pay to the IRS or what you pay to the state or the county. It's about what you pay when the government does something that 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 makes you have to pay something. Or keeps your keeps your income from coming in. That's those are those are the same as tax increases. So let's talk about immigration now. Uh, new numbers from the Border Patrol show that agents encountered more than 178 thousand migrants at the border in April, the highest number in 21 years. And yet the Biden administration continues to claim that the border is closed. This week, coyotes and cartels were openly assisting more than 700 Venezuelan and Colombian migrants across the Rio Grande. Many of the migrants were wearing colored wristbands, which cartels use to identify people who've, who've paid them for their assistance. So one color is, is uh, this is your first time over, and the, the other color is the second time over. So apparently they're, hey, you pay X amount of dollars, and the cartel gets you there, and they they give you up to three three chances to actually get into the United States. So it may be four chances, maybe three chances, maybe whatever it is, but that's how the cartels have a have a very systematic, organized operation here. Border Patrol reports that along the entire border of Texas to California, five thousand migrants have been apprehended this week. Back to the Rio Grande on Sunday, a husband and wife who own who own a farm found five little girls dumped on their property near the river. The youngest was 11 months old. The wife spoke. And, of course, these five girls were were not even one family. Uh, three of them were from uh, Honduras and two of them from Guatemala. Um, the wife spoke with the news crews the next morning.
3: This is where these children were brought across and dumped here alone. Five little girls. No, mother. No No mother, no father, no nothing. This is one of our uh, workers' wives right here taking care of this tiny one. This is where they slept last night. Dumped out on the side of the river here on our farm. If this doesn't make you mad and want you to take to the streets, I don't know what will.
2: Yeah, if this doesn't make you mad, better check your pulse. You might be dead. So this this is what this has come to. So... Like Mark Levin said, you know the the border is a is is out of control. The economy is out of control. Our uh, our our defense is out of control, and uh, it's just it's just ridiculous. Um, she also talked talked about what to expect this summer and how Biden's reckless acts on immigration have affected them.
3: It needs to stop right now. Yeah. <laughs> there are going to be thousands. This is just five miles of the Rio Grande. Yes uh that's a huge border. This is happening all up and down it yeah um it 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 can't go on. it's going to be too hot. There'll be a lot of deaths, a lot of suffering this summer. Change it back under uh trump's administration for the first time in thirty years we felt secure here. It was working and working well.
2: remember how uh, on January sixth they wanted to uh they wanted to convict they wanted to uh convict Trump of murder because Ashley Babbitt died uh, at the hands of Capitol police uh, that shot her while she was unarmed. And uh, a few people died of natural causes. And, uh, you know, one cop died of a natural cause, but they said that somebody, uh, somebody uh, beat him with a fire extinguisher, which was all BS, but they wanted to impeach him. And they went, and then after the impeachment, uh, Mitch McConnell, the turtle uh, suggested, Hey, you know, there's civil liability here too, even though we didn't, we didn't impeach with the Senate, didn't impeach him. The uh, uh, even though the Senate didn't impeach him, the uh, there that he has civil liability because, uh, you know, people died. I wonder if there anybody's going to going to hold uh, Biden and his uh, administration uh, accountable for the deaths that are going to happen here. And we've heard about a lot of them and it's just going to get more. But people that are people that are uh, people that are Democrat don't really have to uh don't really have to be accountable for anything only the Republicans and they have to be accountable for whatever the Democrats say is their fault, even if it's not so here's the here's the every day's a winding road uh, mask removal announcement. It's only been two weeks since the last time we heard Joe Biden say it's your patriotic duty to wear a mask but now in the same week that the CDC was exposed for lying about the risk of outdoor transmission. Rand Paul Paul tore into Tony Fauci for the strong possibility that he signed off on financial support to the Wuhan lab where the virus was created. And in addition to all Biden created disorders that we've been talking about, we got this big announcement from the administration. The CDC
0: announced that they are no longer recommending that fully vaccinated people need wear masks. This recommendation holds true. Whether you are inside or outside, I think it's a great milestone, a great day. It's been made possible by the extraordinary success we've had in vaccinating so many Americans so quickly. After a year of hard work and so much sacrifice, the rule is very simple. Get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do. The choice is yours. If you've been fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Let me repeat. If you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear
2: a mask. Get vaccinated. So I assume from that statement that if you've been fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask means we're not worried about people, what us affecting other people, we're protecting ourselves from the uh from the virus. So if you've been fully vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask. That's how I that's how I think logically. Okay, well, can you give out because fully va- fully being vaccinated doesn't doesn't mean you don't have anything that you could spread. It means that you're protected from other people spreading it to you. Supposedly. So if that's the case, if that's the case, I was at a CBS the other night and uh, picking up some prescriptions, and while I'm standing there, you know, I usually walk into to to the store with the mask on, and then as soon as I get past the front door, I pull it down below my nose so I can breathe. And then, uh, of course, you're trying to talk to someone behind the counter, and there's they're a mask and a plexiglass thing in, in front of them, so you can't hardly hear. So I pull I pull the mask down a little bit, so I so she can actually see my lips when I'm talking because she couldn't hear. And uh, and some lady behind me says, "You don't have your mask on properly." And I get that, and I so I turned around. And I said, "Well, I guess that means I'm not protected." <clears throat> and she goes, "Well, that means everyone else is not protected from you." I said, "Well, I guess uh, I guess we have a problem then." And I said, "You know that you know that uh, Newsom announced we don't have to wear masks starting June 15th. I don't know what you think is going to change in the next four weeks between June 15th and now, and why we still have to wear them today. I don't know. I don't know why." why uh, a couple of weeks ago it was our patriotic duty to wear a mask. But now CDC decided you don't have to wear a mask, even though even though a week ago they were saying, even if you've been vaccinated, you still have to wear two masks. And even though kids don't don't uh, catch the the covid, uh, they can't go to school. And of course, we remember the 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 teachers union uh, sending out an announcement to them to say, to, to tell them, hey, don't post pictures of your spring break vacations uh, on your on your social media, because that's a problem when you're telling everybody you can't go back to work. I don't know. Does this does this stuff bother any of you guys? Because it does to me, it does to me. And, uh, you know. I hear I hear they're going to start saying so if I if I walk in some place and I just say, hey, uh, I don't have to wear a mask because I'm fully vaccinated. Whether I've been vaccinated or not, what are they going to do? They're going to ask us to carry the carry a little certificate. And from what I've seen, people posting their certificates on the on Facebook, I've been vaccinated. They're holding up their their thing. Why couldn't we just make those on a on a word processor? Here, take a copy of it. Have a printer print up a bunch of them. Put a couple of different numbers on it. Put the change your name on it. How are they going to check? Someone going to the mask police going to come in you walk into a store i'm not I don't have my mask on here's here's I'm fully vaccinated, oh yeah, well, prove it. show me your certificate, okay, pull it from all fold it up in my pocket here's my certificate okay, well, we don't know if that's real we're going to have to arrest you and hold you while we while we run you through our database. Can you see where this is going folks? communism, socialism. This is this is the government's trying to control us, and is that that the free life that you guys want to live? Not me, of course. I will, uh, I will, I will take advantage of uh, having a uh, a, uh, a vaccination passport printed up when I when I find someone who's doing that. Um, just because I'm not I'm not taking that vaccination when a government is pushing so hard to stick that needle in your arm, something's wrong. Something's wrong, and I know I'm not alone there because a lot of you have told me there's no way. And there's a reason why they can't find, you know, how come the the drop in people getting vaccinations is going down and we've only vaccinated uh, about half the country uh, because not everybody wants to get vaccinated. Not everybody believes your BS. And wasn't it you and your vice president, Mr. President, wasn't it Joe Biden and Kamala Harris saying before the election that they wouldn't take a they wouldn't take a Trump vaccine? Because from what I, from what I've seen, the vaccine came out during Trump's administration. No, I don't just trump I'm not taking a trump vaccine you no know, i' I'll get I'll get vaccinated, but I'm not taking a Trump vaccine. What changed? You see where every day's a winding road? <clears throat> open your eyes guys, open up your brains and start thinking. We started the show out with some wisdom from Mark Levin, uh, so let's end it the same
1: way as he summarized this dumpster fire of the week. You brought us to this point. This country was flying high. The economy was turning around. The borders were secure. Our military was being reinforced. Our our cops were respected. Everything that could go wrong is going wrong, not because of nature, not because these things are just happening, but because the Democrat Party, the Democrat Party is ruining this country, and the guy in the Oval Office is ruining this country. It's a much more dangerous world as a result of, of uh, Biden being in the Oval Office. He is absolutely pathetic.
2: Yeah, and he's not just blaming it on just Biden, because Biden doesn't really know what he's doing. He really doesn't know where he's at. Um, but it's, it's the Democrats, it's the, it's the media, and it's the, the never-Trumpers that are have to do with this and realize, realize how did, you know, when Trump was in our economy was doing great. Our, uh, our, our, our national security was great. Our border was great. We were energy independent. And why is, why is this, this dumpster fire to avoid saying what I usually would usually say, uh, how did this thing occur? How did, how did, how do you, how do you beat an incumbent president that has turned the whole country around in in four short years, actually three short years, because then came in COVID and everything changed. So how do you do that? Maybe you introduce a uh, a virus, a little strong virus of the flu to the country and to the world. And then you get on TV and you scare the crap out of everybody. You scare them into wearing a mask everywhere they go and staying in their houses. And the only time they come out is when they have to get groceries because they're out of food and you get them to to uh, hey, order food on, on the on the uh, on the internet and have people deliver your food, and then these delivery drivers can't even get tips because they have to do touchless delivery. So they can so they walk up to your porch and lay the pizza on your on your, uh, on, your on your on your on your doormat, ring the doorbell, and run. You scare the crap out of everybody, and that's what turned this country into what it is, folks. That's the way I think. If you think different. Rethink it. Anyway, I'm all out of time for this episode of The Main Event. My name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back again with you next week.
3: The opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Summit Funding Incorporated. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. California DRE ID number 1012658. Arizona MLO license number 0926439. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity.
2: Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of The Main Event. Heard weekends right here on AM 590 The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that is accumulated in your bank account from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available. So if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free. So call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. AM
0: 590, the answer.